May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our heart be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, good morning. Happy New Year. It is great to see you today. I hope you've had a terrific Christmas season. Those of you joining online, maybe this is just an easier service to get to on New Year's Day. I am so glad that you're with us today. We are going to be talking today about the Feast of the Holy Name. Like, what is that? That is the most churchy title I've ever heard in my life. But it matters because it's rare to be able to celebrate the Feast of the Holy Name. It's always January 1st. And when it falls on a Sunday and it's January 1st, it takes precedence over everything, even Christmas. So what our liturgy teaches us, what our church teaches us is this matters. And when it falls on a Sunday, it bumps everything else. So today, what I'd like to do is I would like to reflect on the importance of naming in the Bible. We know this, but I'd like to remind you of ways that names reveal something to us about a person or a place. We're going to talk about the meaning of Jesus' name. We don't always talk about that. You may not know. We're going to get into that. What is the meaning of that name? What does it mean to carry that name as Christians and to carry the name of Christian? And then what are the names we give ourselves and we give to others? Because I believe that names can bless and they can curse. And we have an opportunity to think about, will we use names that bless ourselves and one another, or will we use names that somehow diminish others? And that's what we're going to do today. So in the very beginning of the Bible, the story of creation, we know that God named Adam which is Adam, which means earth, and Eve, which is Ha-Adam, which is out of the earth. Right there at the very beginning, our humility is set. You are of the dust, and to dust you shall return. There's no mistaking what that name means for us as human beings. And so that's an example of how names have power. Or how about Israel? Israel was chosen not because of any goodness they possessed, but because God put God's name on Israel. And they had an opportunity, they were invited into that relationship, but by putting God's name on Israel, that set them apart for a holy purpose. Listen to the passage from Numbers chapter 6, 20 through 27, which we didn't hear today, but it is one of the lessons for today. The familiar Aaronic blessing, the Lord bless you and keep you, The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And then listen to this. So they shall put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. Do you see how Israel's very name is God's name? And that's quite a thing to carry. So then as we move into Christian scriptures and we have the name of Jesus, the naming is important here as well. Normally, a child would be named in the line of the father. But as we know, for both John and for Jesus, it was not normal. It was an angel from God coming and saying, give these names, give the name John, give the name Jesus. And so in a sense, broke with tradition, broke that family tie to say, he is of God. He is God's son. He's not Joseph's son. He's God's son. And so right there at the very beginning, we understand the importance of that name. And it says he was was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. 
Now, the word Jesus, and there's some confusion about this. I had someone leave 9 o'clock today and say, I had no idea. The name Jesus comes from the Latin form of the Greek name, Asus, which is from the Hebrew, Yeshua, which is Joshua, right? So Joshua is a name we're familiar with. That's Yeshua in Hebrew, and the Latin form of the Greek name is Asus, and thus Jesus. And what does Yeshua mean? What does Joshua mean? The Lord rescues or delivers or saves. Right there in the name itself, we understand that Jesus is one who is going to save the people. And then Paul writing about Jesus gives us more character around who Jesus is, has this wonderful passage from Philippians. If you didn't hear it or if you weren't able to take it in, think about it as you go home because it's a powerful uh, message of Jesus in a sense surrendering all divine prerogative coming to earth, being found in human form, completely emptied himself in humility and died and was raised again. And so the action was God's. Jesus surrendered into the trust of God and God acted to redeem him, to raise him, to give him a new name that is a name above every name. So what's important to understand is it's God who names. It's God who reveals God's self through us and through Jesus. And so that there we have a clear sense in Philippians of that descent that Jesus made and the ascent and in the promise, uh, in the process, Jesus collected all of us with him, took him to heaven, and in a sense has changed us, has redeemed us, has made us holy, and it's by action of what God has done. God's glory is revealed in Christ's humility. So what about we as Christians? We call ourselves Christians. We don't often think about that. It's given to us in baptism. We're sealed in Jesus' name. So right from the beginning, when we make an affirmation of faith, the name of Jesus is placed on us. But I want us to think about the term Christian for a minute. That was not a term used in Jesus' time. It would have been Jewish or follower of the way. It was only in the second century that they began to refer to Christians. And as you know, there was a time of martyrdom in the early church where they were scared of Christians. They, they, there was reasons why they thought it was um, very anti-Roman. And so they were trying to flush out the Christians and they would find someone who had been called a Christian and they would bring them into a public square. And all they had to do is renounce the name of Christ. If they renounced the name of Christ, they were let free. But the martyrs consistently would say, I am a Christian. That simple phrase, I am a Christian. And with that, it was their death sentence because they were not willing to renounce the name of Christ, the one who had, they had been sealed in. And that's why when we think of the time of the martyrs, it's because they weren't afraid to hold and carry that name. Nowadays, we're not as much worried about martyrdom right now as we are being associated with Christians whom we do not recognize, Christians whom we feel do not resemble the life of Christ. That's a whole nother thing. But I would tell you some of that skittishness to take on the name Christian is not because people don't want to follow Jesus, don't want to live in his way. It's because Christians are acting in ways that are scary and sometimes unhelpful. And some people would be like, I'd rather follow Jesus and not use the name but I would say we can redeem, we can reclaim both the name Jesus and Christian. It's a name we must not be ashamed of. So what does it mean as Christians to carry the name of Jesus? It means to affirm that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. 
It means to affirm that love is the way, not violence. It means to protect the poor, heal the sick, feed the hungry, visit the prisoner, and bind up the brokenhearted. And to carry the name of Jesus is to affirm that God made us for life, not death. There's so many things in our world right now which speak of death collectively, individually, and it's not that we won't die. The question is that spiritual life. Are we alive in Christ? God is one who came to give us life, not death, and to follow Jesus, to take the name of Jesus means to claim that eternal life that is available in God. So how do we name in our own lives? I know that we think about what are we gonna name our child? Um, my children's name are Lucy and Isaac. Lucy means light, Isaac means laughter. Um, we got a great laugh this Christmas. They both came home for Christmas. Isaac came home, it wasn't Christmas morning, but one of the mornings he came, he, he woke up, he was the sourest, he was in the foulest mood, and he comes down, his face is all, and after a while we're like, you know your name means laughter, so you're gonna have to get over this and get to your name, and he just cracked up as he looked at the gap between how he was feeling and the meaning of his name, um, but we, we name our own children with intention and with purpose. So I'd like us to think about the names that we give each other in our families, that we give each other in our community, that we give each other in the public square. Um, names can be fun, don't get me wrong. A good nickname goes a long way. So God bless you with your good nicknames in your family, they are awesome. But you know when a name is no longer loving and when it's hurting, you just know it, you can feel it. The person gives you cues. And what happens now in the environment we're in is we press in to that place of using names to shut you down, to harm you, to fix you in a particular way. Now I would suggest God gave us the power to name with Adam in creation. He got to name the creatures. We are able to name creation as well. And we're taking that sacred trust and now we're using it as a weapon. That's the power of the name, and that is why it is sacred, and that is why it must be used with care. And so when you move out of that playful, loving, affectionate place of names, and then it becomes a way to um, fix people. Think of the names we use, libs, alt-right, terrorist, racist, Karen, Poor Karens, if you're Karen, I'm sorry. Your name has now been co-opted by, and if you don't know what that is, ask a 20-something. Sometimes names are accurate and we need to use them to describe a person or a situation, but often in an attempt to control our environment or confirm our prejudices, we put names on others that are unkind and they're incomplete. This is not what God had in mind when he invited us to name. What would our world look like if we used names that blessed instead of cursed? What if we referred to neighbors as friends rather than strangers? What if we referred to our political nemesis as child of God rather than enemy? What if we referred to people of other faiths as siblings rather than unbelievers? Do you see how this works? It's not about political correctness. It's about using names that open us up to relationship, open us up to the possibility of connection versus shutting it down because all those bad names do is they just shut us down. And so I'm inviting you to use names that open yourself up and open others up.
And I haven't even talked about some of the names we give ourselves, stupid, fat, whatever it might be. We have a thing in our head that gives ourselves a name. And it's very hard to undo that. So I would invite you to think with kindness and grace about your own name and your own self. And what, how are you naming yourself every day as you look in the mirror? There's a wonderful children's book titled The Name Jar. Some of you may have seen it. A Korean child is brand new to an American school and it's that first day where you have to introduce yourself. And there's lots of Bobs and Sams and Sarahs and she has a Korean name and she's very afraid of being made fun of. And thinking quickly and not quite sure what to do, she tells them that she will share her name with them in a week. I'll tell you in a week. Well, the the fellow students are intrigued by this, this no-name girl. And so they get a jar and they start putting names in it that she can select from. In case she doesn't know what her name is, she can go into the jar and find a name. And in fact, all week long, that's what she does. She pulls out a name, she tries it on. She tries on Susie, Laura, Amanda. Nice names, but they don't fit. One day a classmate visits her at home and learns about her Korean culture and traditions and encourages her to use her own name. And so when the week is over, she gets rid of the jar and she claims her own name, Yoon Hae, which means grace. There's power in a name and to claim the name that God has given to us. So our capacity to name comes from God And as you begin this new year, I'd like you to pay attention to the names you give yourself and others and choose blessing as you name. Because God created the world, he called it good, and invites us to do the same in Jesus' name. Amen.